This is the Book Legion Podcast, where we review thought-provoking books to give our Legionnaires the knowledge they need to dominate the next level of their life. Thanks so much for tuning in this week on the Book Legion. This is your host, Tizer Evans. This week, I'm going to be completing my Stephen Pressfield series with this last book, The War of Art. So if you have not tuned in the last two weeks and uh, learned a little bit about Do the Work and Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield, let's just recap on Stephen Pressfield once again. So Stephen Pressfield's a really prolific writer. He writes fiction and nonfiction alike. He's probably most well-known, though, for this uh, nonfiction book, The War of Arts, the one that I feel like really put him on the map as a prolific writer. I think this personally is one of the top 25 greatest personal uh, development books ever written. That's just, again, me personally. Um, and so a lot of what he writes about, again, it's going to be fiction and nonfiction. But the nonfiction stuff is a lot about how do you become a pro? How do you start to shed your amateur life and turn pro? So Stephen Pressfield, again, he um, has always sought to be a writer. Throughout his 20s and 30s, he necessarily wasn't a well-known writer, especially in his 20s. He was a bit nomadic, moved back and forth from the West and the East Coast about 13 times as a truck driver, worked out on farms, lived in a cabin in Northern California, kind of had a very eccentric life. At one point was married in his 20s, then subsequently got divorced, uh, all because he really just wanted to sit think and write, but he was scared to do so. So a lot of the book talks a lot about his own thoughts and kind of leading up a lot about turning pro and do the work. It kind of all comes together in this book. Um, I think this book, some of those other books were parts of this book that he wrote. So really what he, he talks about though, is that to find fulfillment for him as being a writer. And what we need to do is find that calling, find that passion, find that obsession, and then go all in on that work because it's what brings us joy, what brings us happiness, what brings us fulfillment. It's the thing that's going to get us spiritually to evolve, right? It's going to continue to make us grow and push because we want to get better because we're obsessed about whatever this endeavor is. And this could be Obsessed with making your relationships great in your life, obsessed with your spirituality, obsessed with your finances, obsessed with your career, obsessed with a, you know, a game. It could be basketball or football or baseball or whatever it is. Whatever it is, his whole Pressfield's whole thing is get off the sidelines and start playing. So I'm going to cover my three big takeaways from the book. Again, the book is broke up like his other ones into basically um, book one, book two, and book three. But every page, as you'll see if you're watching this on YouTube, is kind of like its own little chapter. You can see like this right here. This chapter is literally just a paragraph. Um, the book is a little bit longer than his other ones. It's 165 pages, but still a relatively uh, short read. Yesterday, I was uh, on page 80 and finished the book uh, yesterday. So it's a really quick read. All like all of his other ones, um, they're very entertaining, so a lot of fun to read. So let's jump into my three big takeaways before I get off on another tangent. So my first big takeaway for me or the one that I want to share with you is on page 15, which is resistance plays for keeps. And remember, what we're talking about is getting away from resistance. Resistance is what keeps us from doing our passion, our work, right? You're having that force of average, as Ryan Steuben likes to call it. Something is preventing you from doing it, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Something is preventing you from doing it. So this book is to kind of walk through that and how do we break this down. But also wants you to be real about what's happening in your life. And so this part, resistance plays for keeps. So resistance is the enemy, right? Resistance is keeping us from our greatness. Resistance goal is not to wound or disable. Resistance aims to kill. 
Its target is the epicenter of our being, our genius, our soul, the unique, priceless gift we are put here on earth to give and that no one else has uh, has but us. Resistance means business. When we fight it, we are in a war to the death. And so why I want to bring this is because, again, when you're self-sabotaging, because that's really where I see resistance is, it's self-sabotaging. When you self-sabotage yourself, like you fucking take yourself all the way out, right? And then you justify it in your mind, right? Resistance aims to kill. It's something I highlighted in the book. Resistance aims to kill. Kills your dreams. Kills, kills your momentum, right? It, it, it kills your, your positive momentum. And so what resistance does and why I like to talk about this is because so many people have an idea or they have a vision or they have a goal. And then once they realize, like, wow, that's a big goal, like maybe your goal is to save $10 million. And you go, well, I only make $60,000 a year. There's no way for me to be able to save $10 million to make $10 million. As opposed to like Tony Robbins talks about asking better questions and realizing that's the resistance seeping in. It is aiming to kill your dream of saving $10 million. Now the question, if you're a true professional and you want to get in the arena, you want to start to play the game of life, and compete, the question then becomes, how do I save $10 million on a $60,000 budget? Now, if you deem that that's not possible mathematically, then then, then what is pos- possible mathematically? Okay, well, maybe you need to figure out, instead of making 60000 you need to make 150. So then how do you get that delta from 60 to 150? How do you make that extra $90,000? Maybe you're in the wrong type of financial vehicle. Maybe you need to level up your skill set. Maybe you need to go back to school. So it's not necessarily can't be done. It just may not be done the way that you think or the way that you want. So this is always constantly pivoting. This is understanding how important is your dream to you? How important is the work? Do you want to lead a life of fulfillment and joy? Or do you want to leave someone who's kind of sitting on the sidelines? Now you have more to offer. You have no more to give. But resistance keeps killing your dreams. And remember, take this with you. The next time you know you should be doing something and you didn't go do it, resistance won. And remember, resistance aims to kill. The next takeaway for me is all the way over to page 77, a professional seeks order. And so this is, again, it's a really short, just like little paragraph. And he was talking about a story when he was living in his his Chevy van. He did live in his van for a bit and stuff was everywhere, right? And so when I think about this, and this is something that not a lot of professionals think about um, or quote unquote professionals, right? So I'm using air quotes for those listening to the podcast, that we typically are not as organized as we should be when it comes to working on our genius, our muse. So if you're a writer and you've got scattered papers everywhere, and it's a bit of chaos in your office, that's not creating an environment for you to flush through really clean, brilliant, great ideas. And so what this talks a lot about is take account that you're a professional. So let, well, let me just read it to you, exactly what it says. The professional cannot live like that. And he's talking about him living in his truck and being in chaos. He is on a mission. He will not tolerate disorder. He eliminates chaos from his world in order to banish it from his mind. He wants the carpet vacuumed, the threshold swept so the muse may enter and not soil her ground. Wow, that's powerful. So eliminate the chaos from his world in order to banish it from his mind. 
right? And so that's what I'm talking about. And I learned this a long time ago, really random, like in junior high, watching a, an episode of Oprah. And Oprah was talking about the feng shui, right? Your energy of like your room. And if you're in a room, your bedroom, it's really messy. You have clothes everywhere, stuff piled up, your dresser's cluttered. Then you kind of are walking into that chaos. You're walking into that energy and it affects your sleep. It affects your well-being. I just recently cleaned my office and I walked out and I told my wife, I said, hey, when I walked back in my office, it just felt lighter. It just felt better. And so it's really important that when you're going to do your work, whatever your genius is, if you're a writer, an actor, you're a salesperson, if you're a salesperson, have nothing on your desk. Have your phone. Have your notes. Right to, to to write, be able to write your notes, but have everything organized. Have your prospecting list. It's all about getting out of chaos. Because when you get out of chaos in your physical realm, it helps to remove the chaos from your mind, so you can be clear intentioned. Like he talks about that very last line, be clear intentioned. Right. He wants the carpet vacuumed and the threshold swept so the muse may enter and not soil her ground. So it means the muse can enter, your genius can enter, and you can do the work, and there's no chaos, and it won't affect your results. So soiling the ground means that you're not going to affect the results. Now let's move on to my third takeaway, which is on page 89, so just a couple pages later from 77. And this one is a professional indoors adversity. And you've kind of heard me allude to it, but a lot of this is the internet's been the worst thing ever for this. This gig economy has been great for a lot of people to be able to make money and generate money in a lot of different ways. But every ad I see on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, right, Pinterest, it doesn't matter. They hit you from all different angles about, hey, take my course in 60 days, make seven figures like I did. Or this doesn't work, this doesn't work. You want to make mid six figures in 90 days, do this course, right? As opposed to telling you, guess what, motherfucker? Shit's hard. It's going to take years of perfecting your craft, going to work, doing the work every day, doing the work when you don't feel like it, doing it when you're upset, when you're sad, when you're angry, right? When you're disgruntled, when you have despair, you got to show up and be able to block out the noise and do the work every day. And really... A, a professional, in my mind, that shows up and does the work every day and endures adversity, there's no way you can lose. Andy Frisella has a quote, and I've said on here before, that if you win every day, you can't lose. And so I love, I want to end you with this because it's so much about just showing up and realizing there's going to be challenges, there's going to be setbacks, you're going to have failures. It's okay. It's supposed to happen. That's what makes the winning so sweet, right? Without the bitter, you wouldn't know what sweet tastes like. So you have to have the bitterness to understand how sweet the sweetness is. So I'm going to read you this last little section here. The professional keeps his eyes on the donut, not on the hole. He reminds himself it's better to be in the arena getting stomped on by the bull than to be up in the stands or out in the parking lot. And so this is an analogy I always use with my sales guys, right? Do you want to be the person on the field playing? Do you want to be on the sidelines? Or even worse, do you want to be out in the stands? And understanding where you are, it's a great metaphor to life. There's some people, some of us are out there playing. We're making stuff. We're growing. We're having fun with our spirituality. We're having fun with our money. We're having fun traveling. We're having fun with our families. And we're in the arena and we're playing. And sometimes it sucks and sometimes it's painful. And that's just the way it is. But majority of people, like the majority, like 95% of people are on the sidelines thinking about getting in the game, but they're still on the sidelines. And then you just got 
Well, really, I should say, then you've got probably like 5%. Max Schreiber is like 1% on the field. Then you've got like 5% on the sidelines. And then you've got like 94% of people in the stands. Most people are in the stands watching the people on the sidelines enter the game and watching the others in the game. Most people are too scared to get out of the stands, go do their work, go get in their muse, go live their greatness, and then they have regrets when they die. And for me, I've talked a lot about that. It's the one thing I don't want to meet. Ed Milet talks about it. I heard Tim Story talk about it. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. When I die and I meet my higher self, or I meet God, or I meet the creator, or whatever you want to call it, oh, whatever, I don't care, infinite awareness. I want, I don't ever want that creator to introduce me to the best version of myself that he intended me to take advantage of this gift, and this gift, and this gift, and I didn't. That would be a travesty. That would be a missed opportunity for the evolution of my soul, for growth of me as a human being here on this planet. So the book is really about that. It's about getting in, explore your void, explore who you are, become who you're supposed to be, and realize whoever that person is, is is okay. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Be that person, be in the void, be in the arena, be in the game, and play life. So if you guys haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast. You can go pick up this book. I think it was $10. Um, it'll be in the link. It'll be in the show notes link. So go check out the book. Uh, buy it. I really encourage you to buy it. Buy all three of them. If you haven't listened to the other two uh, reviews I did on Turning Pro and Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield, did them over the last two weeks ago. So back and check those out. Um, again, if you guys haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast and please check out my other podcast, Grind So Elevate. It's a business podcast, a lot of the same type of similar content, but I just have people come on. I interview them. I just did one this morning with a guy named Sean O'Rourke, really great guy in Mississippi. He was working a factory job nine to five, ended up figuring out how to do wholesale real estate. Now he owns three different real estate companies. He owns over 250 um, single family homes, now getting to multifamily apartment complexes, mini storage units, you name it. He's doing stuff. Um, in the real estate space, but those are the guys that I bring on, right? His first year doing real estate, he made 300,000 part-time while still working his factory job. So I bring on people that have real life experience that have been in the business world that are in the arena, as Stephen Pressfield talks about. Uh, so go check out Grind So Elevate, and thanks so much for listening to The Book Legion.